Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. So how would you like to stay a few nights in a monastery, but still be able to enjoy all the comforts and amenities of a serene, holistic retreat right in the heart of Quebec City? Sounds great, doesn't it? especially for a history buff like me. Well, we're going to find out a little bit later by visiting Les Monastères des Augustines in Quebec City. Plus, we'll head to the warm climates of the Florida Keys and see what the holiday season is like there. But to begin with Christmas just around the corner, I want to start things out by talking about some unique travel gift ideas. And to help us out, we're joined now by travel writer and blogger Jody Robbins. Her website is travelswithbaggage.com. Hi, Jody. Hey, Randy, looking forward to getting into this. Yes, so let's do it. Unique travel gift ideas on your website, travelswithbaggage.com. Where do you want to start? I'll let you start. Well, I think in general with travelers, you want to think, you know, lightweight, multi-purpose, engaging. Um, And travelers don't have to be frequent business travelers. It can be anyone, you know, who's going on a trip this next year. Mm -hmm. So one that sort of hits both families and business travelers is the new Nintendo Switch Lite. So you're probably familiar with Nintendo Switch. It's a hugely popular um, video game system that you can play on your TV or on the go. But they've just launched the Nintendo Switch Lite. Now, what's great about it for travel is it's super sleek and lightweight. So very easy to stash in your carry-on or even in a purse. It's a very compact system, and it's really built for handheld play. So the controls are built right in. So you can jump into your favorite game, whether you're, you know, traveling in the car or at the airport. Mm -hmm. And um, really hot items, especially for kids this holiday season, is they've just launched two new games, um, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And what's great about the games, either previous games Nintendo has or other ones that they've released, you can use them either on the Nintendo Switch or the Nintendo Switch Lite. They work with both systems. Awesome. So now at the airport going through security, do you have to take this out of your luggage? Yeah, you should. And like um, e-books too. Um, So things like that that are electronic, they used to let you slide them through, but now um, larger sort of electronics, anything boxy, you do need to take out through security. Like if you've got a thick hardback book, take Mm. that out as well. All right. Moving on. Next. Uh, great stocking stuffers um, that you really are good for travel. You've got to keep in mind um, for any skincare products to be under that 100 milliliters. Mm-hmm. I'm really a big fan of Vichy. They've come out with uh, Vichy Mineral 89. It's a hydrating daily booster. So a booster is something that goes underneath your moisturizer, and it just gives you extra protection. Um, this one's got hydrolonic acid. Um, it's in the beauty care world. Hydrolonic acid is huge. It like holds up to a thousand times its weight in water. And it's also got that Vichy mineralizing thermal water in it. So the nut of that is it's super hydrating and you won't get dehydrated on your flight. And great to pair it with the Vichy Mineral 89 Eyes. That product has got caffeine in it. Caffeine is actually an antioxidant. I didn't know and, that. Yeah, and it's got these vasoconstrictive properties. So caffeine is actually something else that's coming up in the beauty and skincare world. And so anyway, what this Vichy Mineral 89 Eyes does is it brightens the area around your eyes and it decreases the look of dark circles. Hmm. So anyone, jet lag, that type of thing, it can be used for both men and women. It's just a really nice refresher. You'll look your best. And both these Vichy Mineral 89 products have 24-hour hydration. So you can throw it on before your flight, land. Don't You, you know, if you forget to wash your face, you're yeah. still good to go. You still have that protection. Awesome. All right. 
Um, little luxuries for travelers. I think I have finally found the perfect neck pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Before I was just uh, using those yes, kind the, of scummy ones I'd buy, you know, in those airport gadget shops. Mm-hmm. shops. Yeah. So this is, it's a Luna neck pillow, and it's made by a Canadian brand called Volprevay. And what's great about it is it's made of memory foam. So it totally holds its shape and really cradles your head and neck. So very easy to rest, whether you're sitting up in a car or on the airplane. Um, so in addition to the memory foam, the other thing that I just love about it is it's got this removable merino wool washable cover. So you can just unzip the cover throw it in the washing machine after your flight and get rid of all those disgusting germs. <laughs> I think many people, or just about everyone, has gone through a number of different neck pillows and tossed them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and this one really does, because the memory foam, it really squishes down. So easy to pack on your carry-on. Excellent. Finally, a neck pillow that works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and makes you feel, you know, a bit more sanitary. Okay. All right. Next now. Yeah, I've got, I always uh, think... Luggage is a good idea because it's one of those um, grunge sort of perfect purchases. People Mm -hmm. are like, oh, do I have to buy new luggage? But yeah, you do because you want to take full advantage. Um, Travel Pro Crew has a really great carry-on called the VersaPack Max. And it is one of the largest carry-on bags on the market you can take for domestic flights. So it, it was so large. Honestly, I didn't think it would fit in the overhead bin. I was on a Rouge flight from Calgary to Toronto. And it totally fit, no problem. So that was a bit of a shocker. Nice. Um, yeah, it was good. And it comes in this really smashing purple color that I quite like. Anyway, <laughs> lots of different colors, but I think it's always good to have, you know, something that stands out instead of your basic black in case in the event they do make you chuck it. Um, but it's, it's so versatile because it's got this zip-in garment organizers. They're kind of like packing tubes, mm-hmm. so really efficient for packing. But I love it because these garment organizers, you can store in like shirts and dresses and things you don't want to get smushed. And then you just zip it in, and then they're totally protected within the suitcase. Perfect. Yeah, and it also comes with this TSA-compliant toiletries bag. It's a clear toiletries bag, and I swear to you, it is larger than those plastic ones that they dole out at security. Hmm. But it's TSA-compliant, so I can pack more in there, and it's got this big TSA-approved stamp (laughs) on it, and they totally let it through security. So if you want a little bit extra room, that's a nice bonus inside Hmm. that travel crew carry-on. Yeah, well, and some great gift ideas, but uh, just the uh, gift of travel itself is a, is a good gift idea, isn't it? You know, I think it's the perfect one because really our time is so precious and so are the memories that we keep. So the gift of travel is just totally a very meaningful gesture for the holidays. So instead of a physical gift, you can purchase an experience, you know, maybe tickets to an attraction. Um, I like, if you know a frequent traveler, um, Giving uh, like hotel gift certificates are mm-hmm. a good one. Um, Marriott International's got more than uh, seven thousand hotels, and for them, I really recommend going online. Um, that's where you'll find the best deals is when you book directly on Marriott.com. Uh, close to Calgary, there's the Pomeroy Kananaskis Lodge, which is lovely for a family getaway. Um, something somebody got for me two years ago was an overnight at the Calgary Airport Marriott Interminal Hotel. And sometimes when we have those early morning flights, especially to the States, it mm-hmm. really can make all the difference. It was so nice. You know, I checked in in the evening, had a great sleep, and then I just sort of rocked out of bed, you know, way less time than I needed to, you know, because you've got a budget time for traffic on Deerfoot and parking and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I think 
any kind if you do know a frequent traveler, if you can give them the gift of an experience, the gift of travel, it's just, it's something that will always be used, whereas a product, you know, it, it definitely has a lifespan on it. Awesome. Jody Robbins, travel writer. Her website again, travelswithbaggage.com. Some unique travel gift ideas, and you can win them too. Uh, always a pleasure, Jody. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. So how would you like to stay a few nights in a monastery, but still enjoy all the comforts and amenities of a serene, holistic retreat right in the heart of Quebec City? Sounds pretty good, right? It's called Les Monastères des Augustines in Quebec City, and joining us now to tell us all about it is Katie Lepage. She is the manager of business development for Les Monastères des Augustines. Bonjour, Katie. Bonjour, Randy. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm very excited to learn the story of Les Monastères des Augustines. Give me the uh, Coles Notes version of how it became uh, where it is now. Okay. Well, in fact, in 1639, three sisters from Dieppe in France came over to New France. And what they were supposed to be doing is found a hospital, the first hospital in North America, north of Mexico. Therefore, they did, and they ran this hospital for years, and they also opened up a nursing school. About uh, 17, 20 years ago, they started to think about the future because they're aging, and there's only 10 left. It used to be 250 of them. So they started to think, what are we going to do with our buildings, with our antiques, with our furniture, with everything we own? They have uh, a lot of things here, like all the archives. We have miles of archives. So they gathered a lot of people, and they finally came up with this wonderful idea, which, now I summarize very briefly, but which became a hotel, a museum, a restaurant, a wellness center, and a boutique, which opened in August of 2015. And also in the heart of this project, to keep going with the mission and the values of the Augustinian sisters, we have our social mission, which is give respite to caregivers and caretakers. Well, that's quite a story. Back, in, back to 1639, my goodness, I can't even imagine what that was like for uh, the people back then to, to start all of this. And if they were alive today, they'd probably to- be totally amazed of what it became, right? Oh, definitely. Um, so I think it's, it's right in the heart of old Quebec City. I think I've, uh, not that I've stayed there, but I think I've seen it, walked near it, walked by it. But tell me uh, about the location of where it is in uh, old Quebec City. Okay, so if you've been to Quebec, you probably know of Le Chateau Frontenac, Mm -hmm. the Fairmont Hotel, which is about five minutes' walk from here. We are located within the Old Walled City, which is part of the UNESCO World Heritage Sites, and we have our own walls surrounding Le Monastère. For some people coming by train, it would be five minutes walk as well from the train station. And it's within about 500 meters of Saint-Jean Street. So what's it like to stay there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's pretty amazing, I must admit, because it's pretty unique. Nothing else like this in the world since we are a monastère and the sisters still live with us. 
we do have two categories of bedrooms. On the third floor, it used to be the bedrooms where the sisters lived. So we call them our authentic rooms. And there's a sink in every room with one or two single beds. On the fourth floor, it used to be an attic. Therefore, the fourth floor is a little bit more like a boutique hotel. The rooms are larger. You either have a queen or a king-size bed, a full bathroom, and they're called the contemporary rooms. So how many rooms in total would you have? Total 64. 32 authentic, 32 contemporary, and we have one suite, which we usually keep for the caregivers when they come here for respite. Mm-hmm. So it's still a functioning monastery, isn't it? Yes, except we are not towards religious uh, events. Mm-hmm. The sisters live with us, but they have their own wing, and they still have lauds and vespers every day because the church is in the middle of everything. It's like the hub. Mm-hmm. And the buildings are surrounding the church. We're still connected to the hospital as well. But we welcome everybody from any religion or any philosophy. Nice. So what are some of the amenities you uh, offer there? I, I understand that uh, there's a spa there or a wellness center. Correct. We don't have a jacuzzi or a steam room or anything like that. Or like we don't have a spa per se where we offer skin care mm-hmm. or pedicure manicure. But we do offer different types of massage and reflexology. We also have a neuro bed, which is like a vibrating mattress with sounds of nature. We offer one-on-one sessions for people that would like to take care of their health and talk about how to integrate uh, physical activity or eating better, like better habits, Mm -hmm. if you'd say. We offer meditation, tai chi, yoga, uh, pilates, uh, qigong, and we also offer a very wide variety of concerts and activities at night, such as Concert with handpan, Tibetan bowls, crystal bowls, different types of things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like that's such a unique experience. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, are there any certain rules you have to follow being a guest at the hotel? Well, in the morning, we perpetuate what the sisters were doing. We have breakfast in silence at the restaurant. We offer meditation walk at uh, 9.15 every morning in Old Quebec in silence. Other than that, we don't have rules, except we encourage people if they want to disconnect, to put their cell phone to sleep, but it's not a rule. Mm. People, we still have Wi-Fi and people can you know, watch TV or listen to, to anything they'd like on their tablet, on their um, laptop. Mm-hmm. But in the rooms, we have no TVs and no telephone. Nice. That's, a, that's kind <laughs> of a, a nice break from all of that, isn't it? Well, that's the main purpose of here. You know, come here, be in the little cocoon, take care of yourself, revitalize, re-energize, and recenter. So we try to get the people to understand that if you make peace and silence, maybe you'll feel better. And we try to give them hints of you know, clues and different tricks to Mm -hmm. try to get away from the foolish life that we live. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the museum part of it and some of the artifacts that uh, people can see there. Yes. 
The museum has been um, built around the collections. We, of course, the, the sisters own so much, we were not able to display everything. But the tour is a self-guided tour, if you'd like. It's mm -hmm. always included when you come and sleep here. People, if they pay about $500 more, uh, $5 more, I'm sorry, they can get a guided tour of the museum. It's at least an hour. And you learn about the evolution of medicine. It's really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a little jewel. No kidding. And you're also in the heart of uh, old Quebec City. You step out the doors and... You're right there with all the other historical places around there, right? Definitely. So people usually combine us with a visit of the Ursulines Museum or maybe the Fine Arts Museum or the Civilization Museum. A lot of people, a lot of people come here, yes, to re-energize and uh, kind of slow down, but they also like history and culture. So they like to combine this with Old Quebec and see everything that has to that can be offered in the area, which is really, really beautiful and unique. Mm -hmm. Well, it certainly is. It sounds like a fabulous place to stay. It'll be the first place I look uh, next time I come to Quebec City. It's La Monastère des Augustines. Uh, the website is monastère.ca, and Katie Lepage is the manager of business development for Le Monastère des Augustines. I appreciate your time, Katie. Uh, merci beaucoup. Merci à vous, Randy, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Well, a visit to the Florida Keys and Key West offers a bit of a different flair from your typical Florida experience. So to explain further and tell us what makes the Keys a little bit different from the rest of Florida is Ashley Cerati. She's a rep for the Florida Keys and Key West. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Randy. Give me a geographic lesson first so we all know uh, what we're talking about here. Where do the Florida Keys begin and where do they end? I guess it depends on what direction you're going, right? Well, yeah, so let's let's start if you're going south. So everyone's familiar with Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So we are south of Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Um, and we, the destination starts in uh, Key Largo, and it's a 125-mile-long island chain. It goes from Key Largo uh, all the way south um, to the southernmost point in the continental U.S. of Key West. So we're not so talking about a huge little... geographical area, right? No, relatively, relatively small Um we, we like to call ourselves America's Caribbean in that as soon as you set foot in Key Largo, you feel like you're on a Caribbean island without actually having to leave the continental U.S. And we've got that laid-back island vibe. Um, you know, you can see the full destination in, in you know, in a quick four-hour drive if you're driving south from, you know, South Florida. Um, and, yeah, it's we're, we're a small island community. And uh, we bring that local island vibe to all of our visitors to come on down to the Florida Keys. Mm -hmm. So what makes you, you touched on it, but what makes the Keys uh, different from other Florida destinations? I know you mentioned it's kind of like the uh, Caribbean of Florida, but uh, what, <laughs> what makes it a little bit more different? Um, well, we've got a little bit of something for everyone. We've got, you know, this, we've got great water sports, great um, on the water activities, but we've also got a lot of art and culture and history um, you know, Key West was once the richest city in America, and so we take that history and we expand on it. Um, it's got a rich literary culture as well. There's 
um, a little bit of something for everyone. So, you know, divers, smugglers, avid fishermen, or even those who just want to lay out by the pool at a great resort and just hang out. We've got that too. So, um, yeah, that's, I'd say that's what really sets us apart from the rest of Florida. Plus, we have great weather all year round. <laughs> Which really helps. Uh, it's, it seems yeah. to me it's, it's, it's probably a driving destination. Renting a car is probably the, the best way to go. Are there other options, though, too? Yeah, so like you like you mentioned, you know, driving and running a car is a great way to see the destination. However, you know, Key West does have an airport, um, a, you know, a commercial airport, so you can easily hop on a flight uh, and, you know, land in Fort Lauderdale or Miami and then connect into Key West or even, you know, there's direct flights from Atlanta and even New York. So you could easily just fly right on into Key West and not even need to rent a car and explore all of Key West. Key West is a really... Um, pedestrian-friendly destination in that you can pretty much walk everywhere or ride a bike and um, get in your exercise while seeing the sights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, too, uh, I guess, uh, how long is a typical trip to, uh, to, the, to the Keys? Uh, how long do most people take to, to explore the area? I guess you could, <laughs> you could take your time and take as long <laughs> as you want, right? But uh, on average, yeah. how, how long are, are, do um, people stay there? Yeah, so we recommend at least, if you want to see, you know, a good portion of the entire destination, we recommend at least, like, four nights or five nights uh, to be able to stay, you know, maybe two nights in the Upper Keys and then a couple nights in Key West and get a little bit of of everything and see some of the best that the destination has to offer. I am looking at your website, uh, fla-keys.com, and then there's, of course, the holiday uh, segment through there. Uh, palm trees and beaches are <laughs> are a little bit different uh, during the holiday season uh, than uh, Christmas trees and snow up here. So tell me what it's like to uh, spend the holiday season in the Florida Keys. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, we even though we don't have snow or Christmas trees, we do light our palm trees. And um, you know, in the Florida Keys, we get a little bit creative in that we um, take crab traps. You know, we're we're known for stone crabs. So we take those crab traps and we make Christmas trees out of those. Um, so and those get lit, and um, you know we we try to bring as much tropical flavor to the destination as we can um, throughout. And so you'll see lighted um, palm trees. You'll see lots of different lighted decor. People get a little fun and, and quirky. And then in you know throughout the Keys, there's holiday lighted boat parades. You can also um, you know for New Year's. Instead of, you know, dropping a, a ball, we drop a drag queen in a big red shoe. <laughs> and we also do a conch shell drop. So we've got, um, you know, fun and quirky events for those that are looking to spend the holidays in somewhere a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a whole list of them on here. Tell me about the lighted boat parades. Yeah, so the, the lighted boat parades are really cool. You know, locals and even people who come down um, in their boat, um, they deck out their their boat, everything from a small sailboat to a little dinghy, people um, deck out their their boats, and the boats go on parade. Um, and there's several throughout the Keys. There's some in Key Largo, there's some in Marathon, and even in Key West. And if you have a boat or own a boat, um, you know you're encouraged to decorate your boat and hop in the parade. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's a really great local local tradition in the Florida Keys that yeah. you know even visitors can be a part of. Yeah, it sounds like fun. And now speaking of boats, obviously there's lots of tours that you can take to uh, explore the uh, the water area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we're part of the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary. So we strongly encourage folks to get out on the water and see and do everything. And we have a great list of dive operators, snorkel operators, fishing guides, 
um, phone excursions. We've got a whole list on our website, as you, as you keep referencing. So the website is really the greatest resource for anything and everything Florida Keys and how to get out on the water with some of our best fishing guides and dive guides and snorkel guides. And we've even got um, some excursion operators that operate um, like a water park in the water. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got inflatable rafts that you can jump on and have a grand old time. So we've got a little bit of something for everyone. And, um, there's even from like an eco-sustainable element, there's a company called Honest Eco, and they have a solar-powered boat, um, which is really cool. So for those of you that, are, you know, for those visitors that are looking for something a little bit more eco-minded and sustainable, we've definitely got that too. Mm-hmm. And probably uh, no shortage of restaurants and uh, selection of uh, food items, right? Uh, give me some of your favorites. Um, well, some of my favorites actually is um, there's a place in Key West it's called the Perry Hotel, Key West. They've got a great restaurant called Nassau Island, um, and they have great food. And they actually are opening up a second restaurant um, and rum distillery that's called The Barrel House. Mm. And that's honestly one of my favorite places. Um, another great place that I love is Mrs. Mac's Kitchen in Key Largo, Chef Michael's in Isla Mirada. There's no shortage of waterfront dining and no shortage of fresh local seafood throughout. I can only imagine. Uh, tell me about some of the different uh, accommodation options. You touched on uh, some of the hotels, but there's other options too, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a bunch of different options. So, um, you know, for those that are looking for a, a longer stay, you know, maybe a week, two weeks, uh, there's a great property in Key Largo called Ocean Point Suites. They offer sort of like condo-style villa um, hotel accommodation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want to come with the family and stay for, you know, a week to two weeks, they've got um, kitchens in the rooms, full-service full, um, full kitchens. You can bring the family and basically be like you're at home in the Florida Keys. Nice. Um, and there's also some other great new properties, too, like Grassy Flats uh, Resort, which is um, a very eco-friendly property. They also have solar-powered um, lot of reclaimed woods throughout. Um, they're doing a really great job of um, promoting eco and sustainability. And then another really great property that's brand new is Isla Bella Beach Resort in Marathon. And it's a beautiful property set like four or five different swimming pools, great on-site dining, a spa, you name it. So, and there's, there's places like that throughout all of the keys. And mm-hmm. again, we have a fantastic list on our website. Well, and I guess uh, one of the great things, because it doesn't uh, cover such a huge geographical area, you have the choice. If you wanted to stay in Key West and do a day trip up the through the islands, you can do that, or you can, you know, yeah. kind of hotel hop, for lack of a better term, right? Yeah, exactly. Or you could even, you know, do the reverse. They have, you know, spend a full week in the Upper Keys and do the day trip to Key West. Mm-hmm. So there's there's... Plenty of options to explore and see all of the destinations. Uh, we only have about a minute, but uh, tell me about some of the events that are uh, planned for 2020. Um, we have great events. So um, throughout the year, we have some signature events. Uh, Fantasy Fest, which takes place at the end of October, is a fantastic event, a lot of fun. It's Key West's version of Mardi Gras, so it's quirky and fun and entertaining. Uh, we also have the Key West. Um, Food and Wine Festival, which takes place at the end of January. That's a great event as well. And then, you know, we kind of celebrate our culture and our history. So there's the Conquer Public celebration that takes place um, sort of mid-April, end of April. And that celebrates when, you know, Key West tried to secede from the United States and form its own independent nation, um, which is a quirky and fun story that I encourage everyone to go on our website and check out and learn more about that. Because you'll 
we refer to ourselves as the Concord Public, and you'll see that throughout the Keys when you come on down and visit us. <laughs> that sounds great. Again, that website is fla-keys.com, and Ashley Cerati is uh, rep for the Florida Keys and Key West. Uh, pleasure chatting, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.